The opinions expressed in the Keeping It Sporty podcast are individual and are not necessarily representative of Spirit Live or Toronto Metropolitan University. Thank you for listening. Hello everyone and welcome to Season 2 of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. New for this season, our podcasts will be on Spirit Live, which is Toronto Metropolitan University's online radio station. You can still listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or by visiting our website at keepingitsporty.com. On today's episode, I am joined by a former guest of the show. He spoke about the Blue Jays and Oakland situation last time, and he's back today to talk some Raptors ahead of their season at the time of this recording. I welcome to the show, Nathan Skopitz. Nathan, welcome back. How's it going? It's going great, Elias. Thanks for having me on. Oh, not a problem. I'm very happy that we get to do this again. So this should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay, so Nathan, uh, today we're going to be talking about the Toronto Raptors. Of course, like I mentioned, ahead of their season. Let's start off with the new coach, Darko Rajakovic. Your thoughts on the move to get rid of Nick Nurse and bring in Darko? Uh, I felt it was time to make a change. Even if a coach, I mean, obviously Nurse brought the championship home. You know, he'll be remembered very favorably. But I, I truly think every once in a while, uh, you need a new face, even if that coach isn't necessarily the problem. It's great to reset. It's great to get a new face. And I thought the move to get rid of Nurse was wise. I thought it was about time. And I think it was great. And as far as Darko goes, just look at the preseason record. <laughs> I'm feeling very optimistic. I was going to say, 4-0 in the preseason. I mean, of course, they weren't facing the best teams. I mean, maybe minus Sacramento and maybe Chicago. Um, but 4-0 is a good record, and I hope they can carry that momentum into the regular season. Yeah, it looks it's, it seems very optimistic, and, and it seems like a lot of players are exceeding expectations, like Dennis Schroeder, like, like those types of guys. And you have to wonder, maybe that's Darko's new approach. And it's possible. And so, okay, getting rid of Nick Nurse. Was it time? Maybe. I mean, it's debatable. I mean, he has been in the organization, I believe it was for 10 years. Very long time. Um, but I really like Nick Nurse and the fire and passion he brought. I, the, the issue was the cards that he was dealt weren't the best, if that makes sense. And I think that that was a little bit of a predicament that he was in. And so by bringing in Darko Rajakovic, I think it provides a bit more of a youth perspective on the team. I know he's good with player development. That was one of the reasons why they brought him in. And so I really hope that he can develop this younger-oriented team into maybe one day a championship team. That's the ultimate goal. Absolutely. I mean, I think if I may dust off an old adage, uh, sometimes you, you can't fire your team, so sometimes the coach just has to be let go. Sometimes you part ways. Even if that coach has done nothing wrong, they've been a great coach. I mean, Nick Nurse brought so much it, passion to the to the team, and it really was reflective of the fan base, too, and how much the city loves basketball. But I just think it was time for a fresh face, and, and I think Darko seems right now, I mean, it seems to be uh, a great replacement. Well, and the other thing with Nick Nurse was the whole coach's challenge issue. I mean, you know, he'd challenge a play, maybe it wouldn't go the Raptors' way. That's another. That's a change this season. The NBA is doing, if you win your challenge, you get it back. And so I think that's terrific. You know, it, I, I think that that's going to really help a lot of NBA teams. And finally the NBA adapted to what the MLB, what the NHL, what other leagues have been doing with the whole, if you win your challenge, you get it back. Mm -hmm. And that seems like really the, uh, the, the, the most logical way to go. If you challenged it and you were correct, I mean, you should, you should be, you, yeah, you should, you should, you should be, be rewarded. rewarded. Yeah. Exactly. 
you, you stopped the game because the officials got it wrong and you should be rewarded for, for getting it right. I, I agree. Okay, so now moving into the team's core and the starting five. So the Raptors, of course, this year have younger players in their team like we mentioned. The starting five might be a little bit up in the air, but I think we have a general idea of who they're going to be. So, I mean, Nathan, wh- wh- what do you think of the Raptors starting five this year? Seems good to me. You got Schroeder at the number one. Uh, Trent Trent will be your sixth man. You've got Scotty, Pascal, Jakob Pertl. OG. And OG, of course. Yeah. <laughs> who could forget the, the OG Raptor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you got Trent as your sixth man. Overall, I feel good about it. I mean, Schroeder... A lot of people maybe there weren't the nicest things said about Schroeder when they got him. He has come on. He's had some really good seasons in the past, particularly uh, with Atlanta. He had a great uh, summer just in terms of his play there. So I mean, and he's doing well in preseason. So you know what? I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. I'm optimistic about what he can bring, especially. I mean, he's filling big shoes, steady Freddie. But uh, of course, mind you, the the thing with Fred VanVleet is that. They got rid of a lot of cap space. But anyway, sorry, carry mm-hmm. on with yeah. what you were saying. Uh, of course. And so I really think, uh, well, him and Darko, I think we'll have some big shoes to fill. But I'm optimistic about them both. Yeah, I'm optimistic as well. And that was going to bring me into my next sort of thing I was going to talk about is the Raptors bench. Now, of course, the Raptors bench last year, not bad, right? Not great, not bad. Um, but, I mean, what do you think of the Raptors bench and their depth overall? I feel I feel pretty good about it. I'm not too... I'm not super optimistic about it. I need to see it with my own eyes first. Mm-hmm. But I like Trent being your sixth man. I think he's uh, an average or above average sixth man. Uh, and overall, I'm feeling confident about about what they can bring. I think we have to talk about... I think I know who you're going to say. Malachi Flynn. I mean, the guy works hard. It's it's obvious he works hard and he, he plays hard on the court. But something's amiss there. And, and it's unfortunate because I think he has a lot of potential... But I just don't think he's a good fit for the Raptors at this point in time. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, it, it can be really tough with young players because you never know what their ceiling is going to be. You never know. Uh, but sometimes when it comes to uh, a lad like, like Flynn, uh, sometimes just a, a change of scenery is best for, for both teams. The Raptors, obviously fans are really not pleased with, with Flynn. Um, obviously the Raptors, he, he's been underperforming. There's, there's no yeah. other way to put it. And for someone who works hard, for someone who's young, really a, a change of scenery can just benefit everyone. So I think we'll see how this start of the year goes, but uh, I think that is in the cards for sure. Well, staying on that young player topic, a person who I feel like the Raptors might have given up on a little bit too early, so I'll go on the other end of the spectrum, is Benton. Mm. And I was a little bit surprised that they didn't want him back, and now he's with the Boston Celtics organization. Um, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Well, why do you think the Raptors would have done something like that? It's a little bit difficult to say, I guess, right? It is difficult to say. He was a nice Canadian uh, yeah. a star of their commercials. Rexdale. Uh, Rexdale, <laughs> yeah. He was nice. Um, he got significant minutes for, for a brand new player, so I was surprised to see him uh, them give up on him so early. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seemed also like a versatile player. He was a nice like forward, you know, good size, can kind of play like a guard and like a power forward. So I thought overall he was a dynamic player. I thought, and, and I thought his minutes reflected that under Nick Nurse, but obviously um, they didn't want him. I, I wonder how well he plays under Darko's sort of style and more moreover that he doesn't. And so the Raptors management uh, thought, thought they should let him go. But um, 
I was definitely taken about a bit just based on what we mm -hmm. saw last year, based on his potential and based on his, his improvement. Yeah, and his improvement. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Okay, so now moving on to another young player and the Raptors draft pick, Grady Dick. People seem to be, I mean, he was in Drake's music video. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, people seem to be very optimistic about him. I think, I think with Darko again, I think he'll be a great starting starting point for him, and I think he brings a lot to the table. <laughs> I think he could really be, sort of, I, I imagine Kyle and Van Vliet, and sort of for a few years, Van Vliet rose up the ranks under Kyle, and then eventually, I see sort of similar with Schroeder. Schroeder's a good, a veteran player. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I feel like it'll be a great tandem uh, for their point guard or their guard situation. I, I think so as well. I think he's a great piece to add. And, you know, mentioning that versatility, I think he is a very versatile player as well. I mean, he can shoot the three. He can he can drive, you know, from time to time as well. Absolutely. So I, I, I think that's too. going to help. Yeah, yeah. Tall, good size, you know. Um, and I think that's going to really help the Raptors out if they want any shots at making the playoffs this year. <laughs> Interesting choice of words there. Yes, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that afterwards. So the next player, n not a young player, but there was a lot of speculation about him, Damian Lillard, and how mm. the Raptors were a contender to get Damian Lillard, and there was so much speculation, a lot of rumors going on. And in the end, the Milwaukee Bucks end up getting him for, I think, a little bit less than what people were thinking. No? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on the deal? So there were Raptors fans... I mean, everyone had a different opinion. Personally, I never thought they had a chance. I didn't I didn't think he'd come over. I didn't think it would be a great fit to bring him over because I didn't think the Raptors were, were championship ready to then trade away their future for Dame. I didn't think that would help them immensely. So overall, I didn't think it was a great investment. Obviously, it didn't fall through. We'll never know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was very interesting to see the league around Lillard. It seemed he was destined to go to Miami. Didn't happen. And now I think the Bucks, having gotten him, uh, I think they're going to win the championship. They would be my pick. Yeah, that, that's a good prediction. But uh, it's interesting to see, you know, the personality clash when you have so many stars. And I think Dame is a good example of that based on how it was handled over the summer. And you're right. I mean, the Raptors are a young, upcoming team. They're still building for the future, of course. And I can see what you're saying. Dame wouldn't have been a good fit, possibly, because just the whole fa the, the fact that the Raptors are still on their way up instead of near championship level. Mm. But that being said, I also think the other side is he could have been a great young mentor or uh, well, mentor for some of these younger players. And that's very true. Uh, I think that's definitely, there's definitely advantages to having a proven star on your team. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but it sounded like he didn't even want to play in Toronto. And yeah, the, the last thing you want is a player who, who doesn't want to be there, who who's unhappy. And cause then how much of a mentor is he going to be? Who wants to come to Toronto? That's the issue. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened with Kawhi Leonard, right? Yep. And that's I mean, true. The that's championship true. season that was terrific, right? <laughs> that's very true. I mean, Kawhi is a great example. He didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to come. He to came. Trump. He came here to prove something. Yeah. Right. And and I th and I think he proved just that. <laughs> and the fact that hey, come to Toronto, you know, you never know what could happen. I mean, there's a lot of potential, you know drawbacks to Toronto I understand Canadian team whatever but mm, customs <laughs> most fashion most passionate fan base in the NBA I I couldn't agree more we I have mean, a whole country behind us oh yeah people people anyway, love the Raptors that's down just here. my opinion 
Okay, so now moving on to this new in-season tournament in the NBA. So I'll, I'll explain for those who don't know. This year, for the first time ever, the NBA is having an in-season tournament. It's going to start Friday, November 3rd, up until the championship match on, on Saturday, December the 9th. So in the group play stage, all three teams basically have been randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based on their win-loss record from last season. Beginning November 3rd and continuing through to the 28th of November, each team will be uh, will, will play four designated group play games on tournament nights, quote-unquote, uh, one game against each opponent in this group with two games at home and two on the road, and eventually they advance to the knockout stage, and then depending on what happens, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, and so on and so forth. Um, so that is what the NBA is doing this year. What are your thoughts on the in-season tournament, Nathan? I know you had some pretty strong thoughts on that. Yes, uh, you could say that again. Uh, personally, I'm against it. Um, I like the idea. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make maybe some maybe some boring early season games a bit more exciting. Give teams a little bit something to play for. Maybe discourage teams against resting players if they've got a tournament to win, right? I totally get the, the point behind the tournament, but it just seems silly to me because, like, if, say the Raptors won the tournament. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't really care that much, like, they won the in-season tournament. I mean, great. Like, you know, I get the, the tournament games will count, except for the finals, I believe, as regular season wins. So it's not, you know, the biggest deal, but it just seems kind of kind of pointless to me. Uh, I would rather just focus on the end goal, the NBA championship, focus on getting there the road to win. It just seems seems kind of unnecessary to me. So going back to what you were saying on the whole thing about resting players is that you can't, Really, I, 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 there's no rules and put in place. You can't rest players, or you can only rest players for so many games on the road. You can't rest them in big matches and in high intensity games, I, I guess, and also on games that are on like ESPN, TNT, national broadcast mm -hmm. games. Um, so I thought that was interesting as well. So, so yeah. getting back to the in season tournament, the Raptors schedule. I pulled it up here. Friday, November seventeenth, versus Boston at home, seven thirty p.m. start time. Tuesday, November twenty first, at Orlando, so in Orlando at seven p.m. Friday, November 24th, versus Chicago at home, 7.30 p.m. Maybe a little bit of revenge from last playoffs. <laughs> and then Tuesday, November 28th, at Brooklyn at 7.30 p.m. in Brooklyn. Hmm. So maybe it has the potential to be a fun aspect of the season. Maybe it'll just be boring. Who knows? Depends on what happens. Yeah, I don't think it'll be necessarily boring. I just... I would rather focus on the end goal of the... I think it's a, an unnecessary detour, and there's not much to play for. Like, maybe if there were more to play for in the in-season tournament, I'd be more into it. Like, I, I don't know, like, you know, a certain amount of money to your team's charity or something like that. Yeah. Something something to play more that would encourage me to, to care about who wins. Yeah. Uh, because as an NBA fan... I don't really care who wins the end season tournament. That's not what matters. It's the you want the Larry OB. That's what counts. So it's true. Yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't think it'll be boring necessarily, but just it seems unnecessary to me. Yeah, may maybe boring isn't the right word to use, but yeah, maybe it's a little bit off kilter in the yeah. NBA. I think that might be the the right word to use there. Exactly. Okay, so now we'll talk about the Raptors season as a whole. If we're looking at at it from a, I guess macro point of view rather than micro you know so i, I was studying some someone's been doing economics i was gonna say i was studying some economics a little bit earlier uh, in the week so 
I figured I'd use that uh, the the new terminology. <laughs> Very studious. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to talk about the Raptors season as a whole, and we're going to make predictions for what we think the record is going to be. And when the Raptors season comes to a close, we're going to see how close we were to our predictions. So I think this is a fun little uh, monthly, mm. I guess, uh, over a lot of, how about six months or so is, is the season, or however long it is, and we'll see how we do. So, Nathan, 82 games in the season. What is your win-loss record, do you think? So the uh, Raptors fans obviously ended very disappointing in that game against the Bulls. The only time I've seen you unhappy after a Blue Jays walk-off win. Yeah. So okay, I was going to mention this actually, and I, that's good. You, that's good you mentioned it. Raptors versus Bulls on that night in April, April. and the Raptors and Bulls were playing, and we were at together the Blue Jays, and they were playing the Tigers. I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. night, George Springer hit a walk-off single. I think it was into center field. And I saw basically within 30 seconds of each other, the Raptors had just lost to the Chicago Bulls, and I was not happy about after it at Pascal all. After Pascal missed those. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, after the whole team went 50% because of, Dem- well, I can't say it was all because of DeMar DeRozan. So <laughs> but I, I think it had an impact, but anyways. So going back to our main topic now, yes. predictions. But Go ahead. So, so despite that unhappy ending, despite... Everyone started getting on the team because of how disappointing it was to lose like that in the play-in game. Mm-hmm. I still feel very optimistic, and I think they're an above 500 team, and I think they really could surprise a lot of people. Are they going to finish first, second, or third in the conference? Probably not, but I do think they could slide in. You know, not it's not that crazy to believe they could slide into the sixth slot, maybe maybe even the fifth slot. If they have a really good season, but I think they will do well. And I think they might slide maybe 10, you know, 5, 10 games over 500. I don't think is too crazy. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So do you have a prediction, a total prediction? Oh, uh, but see, or? if I make the total prediction, you'll know how off I was. I don't know. We'll call it 81 games in a season. 82, 82. Oh, my mistake, 82. That's okay. So maybe we'll say 47 wins. Okay, okay. So you're thinking 47 wins. Okay. I'm a little bit less optimistic than you. I'll start off with that. Um, now, I said if the Raptors make the playoffs, because we don't even know at this point, I think they'll make the play in. I don't know if they're going to get all the way to the fifth or sixth spot, though. That, that, that's I, I like your optimism. I'm, I'm hopeful that you know I'm dead wrong about this, but I still think they're going to end up in the same spot as last year, around 9-10 in the, in the seating. Fair enough. Um, but, but, but I really hope not. And so I think Raptors are going to finish... Somewhere around maybe forty-three, maybe forty-four wins. I I think that that's a fair prediction to go with. So I think I'm I'm gonna say forty. I'm gonna say forty-three wins. Fair enough. 40, I, forty-three I, and thirty-nine would be right. Yeah. Yeah. My math correct it'll, there. Yes. It'll really come down to how good uh, their 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 younger players like like your Grady Dick, like how good Scotty Barnes is. Uh, it'll really come down to that, and we'll see what they do with the trade deadline. That will be a major factor. Are they buyers or sellers? That's going to be exactly. that could really uh, bring them up to maybe the se- sixth, seventh spot, or bring them down to uh, out of the playoffs. Yeah, possibly. out of the playoffs. So, so play we're really, the Raptors are really right in the uh, great unknown as far mm-hmm. as NBA, which makes it all the more exciting. I, I I agree. I agree. You never know what's going to happen. It could be a good season. Could be a mediocre season. So finally. Predictions for the NBA Finals teams. So we, we can start out, we can go by conference here. We can go by conference. So let's start off with the Eastern Conference here. What are your thoughts? You could even name a few teams if you want to. 
what are your thoughts on the Eastern Conference? So you've got your two go-to names, right? You've got Boston and you've got Milwaukee. Boston's got a great thing going on. Tatum is set to be one of the best players in the NBA. He's he's just getting better. I think Boston is really a strong team. I think they're going to challenge uh, the league's juggernaut all season. However, as I mentioned earlier, I think the Bucks are the team to beat. Mm-hmm. You've got huge names. You've got Giannis. You've got Dame. You've got Drew Holiday. You've got Chris Middleton. You've got these big, big names. Uh, and I really think they're the team to beat. They're the the obvious front runner. I think it'll really depend on team chemistry. Who knows how how uh, Dame and Giannis are going to mesh together. That can always be a problem. Look at the Lakers in 2012 when they had all those stars. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that. But I really believe Milwaukee's the team to beat. So actually, okay, going back on the Raptors, just for one quick sec, the record last year was 41-41, and 41, just for comparison to what we thought. Okay. The Eastern Conference teams, I agree, Bucks and Celtics, can't sleep on Philly either. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win the East. Maybe. There's still a chance. But I think, yeah, Milwaukee is the team to beat in the East, and Boston has a really strong team as well. Yeah. No. I just I just worry about James Harden on Philly because there's right. always tension where he goes, mm-hmm. and it usually doesn't end well. For the Western Conference, what do you think? Repeat Denver. They, they've got a pretty solid team. They've got the Joker, who's the best player in the NBA, but he went first in every fantasy draft. You've got nice Canadian Jamal Murray, a uh, solid team overall. They, um, Michael Porter Jr., even he's not bad. He's a scorer. Um, they've got just got a really solid, fundamentally built basketball team that I think can challenge anyone, okay. even the bigger market, bigger, bigger dogs in the, in the house. What do you think? I, I think Denver as well is a really good team. Um, I wouldn't sleep on Phoenix either. I think Phoenix is, has got a lot of potential, you know, and Devin Booker is still... Kevin Durant. Still, Kevin Durant. Still I mean, maybe they're a little bit older, veteran pieces, but hey, they're still good players in the, end of the, in, in, in the end of the day. And, you know, the Golden State Warriors, I mean, mm. they're a really good team still. And I'm going to go make a little bit of a bold prediction here. The Warriors have a better chance of winning the West than p- most people think. I, I agree with that. They ended up, like, I, I'm looking at the standings right now. They ended up sixth last year. Yep. And, I mean, Ma- Denver still has a better chance, I think. And maybe maybe the Grizzlies, because, you know, they ended up in second. But the Warriors are a really good team. And for the first time in a long time, Clay Thompson, the Splash Brothers, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's finally healthy and compare with Steph Curry. A lot of people forget how good those Splash Brothers were. Yeah, for sure. I mean, y- y- you can't count them out. And I think they're a really good team. So... Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, Nathan, thank you for joining me this week. I mean, what a fun episode this was talking about the Raptors and the NBA and predictions for the season. Always a pleasure coming down here to see you. Yeah, uh, you know, anytime, anytime. And I was going to mention that next week you're going to be back to talk about the Blue Jays. Uh, anyway, we're not going to talk can about we, them Can now. we just not, though? Yeah, <laughs> no, m- m- maybe we won't. But no. <laughs> you're, you're going to be back next week to talk about the Jays, so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And thank you for doing this again. Always a pleasure. You've been listening to the Keeping the Sporty podcast on Spirit Live Radio. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or on our website at keepingitsporty.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Keeping It Sporty. That's K E E P I N with no G, it sporty. S P 
O-R-T-Y. I've been your host, Elias Dracos. So long. See you next time.